0: I grew a I grew a mustache recently. I mean I didn't grow I've a, a good beard mustache and I a, You know
1: actually I or think it's it a trailer is. park mustache. I think it's like a like a cop mustache but
2: a dirty cop. Interesting. Like
1: a 70s dirty cop, like yeah. a porn cop or like a cop, cop. I
2: guess we're just at that point in quarantine. Because I shaved my facial hair to be a mustache and sideburns. Oh, really? And I like to think is like an 1800s Wild West bartender look.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, that's
2: a much more powerful look yes. than I have. <laughs> that's very
1: disco, Belvin. I
0: yeah, like that. I have disco hair, uh, but I don't have the sideburns. I just have the cop stash. So really all I need is like some aviators and like a Hawaiian shirt with a white muscle shirt under it. And that'll be my look.
1: You could... Can- my
0: facial hair is too close; it gets too itchy, so I just shave it off and get bored every you time. Gotta, after you like gotta a week. power through that shit because I like uh, I notice the same thing, but then like if you don't shave it for like two weeks, you stop; it stops itching completely.
2: Well, uh, probably depends. The first face the person. facial hair does, but the neck doesn't. Uh, God damn! Well, the neck well, you shouldn't have hair there anyway. Yeah, if you, you have just, hair on your oh, neck, yeah. stop listening to this
1: show. <laughs> Uh, this week's episode brought to you by the Dollar Shave Club. Uh, you can go to their website and enter promo code. This is 30 Minute Worlds, by the way, a
0: podcast where we build fantasy settings in 30 minutes and offer unsolicited but helpful medical advice to those of you out here. Some may say we're not experts, but I like to think that those people are not successful and they hate our
1: podcast because they'll never be us. Yeah, we're not medical doctors, but we are passing the savings on to you, actually. <laughs> exactly. There's no fee.
0: <laughs> I'm going to roll the dice here to determine who is the lore lad and who gets creative control of the setting. Chessman, unfortunately, is absent for this setting and will mourn his loss. Yeah, greatly. he's temporarily dead. Mm-hmm. He died temporarily. For a moment.
1: Entering the spirit world temporarily. He does this... Like, at the end of summer, every, you know, every third season, he just has to sort of... Or every second season. Yeah. It, it happens. It's a problem. And the roll is a one, which
0: would be Chessman. I'm re-rolling it. It's a one again. It's three ones.
1: <laughs> All <laughs> Spirits right. Spirits <them>. a, <laughs>
0: a two. It's Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Okay. Uh, All right. We... Chessman, edit out the part where you were lore lad three times. We can't let people know about the shamanistic <laughs> we, power you This, had re- this
1: professional
0: gaff. <laughs> oh man. Dan, you are the lad. And that means you also, in the event of a three-player game, get to pick your prompt first and have it not be influenced by other prompts.
1: Okay. Yeah, the the word is curse. Ooh,
0: curse. Curse. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. Velvet. Swashbuckle. Swashbuckle.
1: Singular. Okay. Someone's been
0: watching a certain show. Uh, I'm going to say... uh, I had one and now I forgot what it was. I'm going to say...
1: Sunlight. Sunlight. Okay. Um... So Belvin, when you say swashbuckle, I assume you're not obliquely referencing something I don't understand, and you are talking about a sort of uh, rapier wielding ne'er do well fighter style,
2: yes, where you're sort of swashbuckling style. It's a vibe. It's a look. I couldn't even define it, which is maybe a bad choice of word then, but
1: you know what I mean.
2: Swashbuckling. No, it's a vibe. Yeah, Yeah. it's a look. Swashbuckle.
1: An Errol Flynn type. Yes. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So we've got we've got Swashin. We got uh, we got curses. We got Sun. Uh Uh-huh. So the the first thing that comes to mind uh, when I think of that is basically the idea of a setting where there are like. Perhaps people are cursed or rather possessed in some way by the spirits of uh, long dead famous. Fighters of yore, who are perhaps uh, plagued upon by the sun, or maybe
0: Uh, what if they have to—they have to outrun the sun because they're ghosts, so they can only do piracy and shit at night. So they're sailing around the
2: world. I feel like we're getting into Pirates of the Caribbean territory. Well, you said
0: Swashbuckler. You picked Swashbuckler. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, after hearing mean,
2: curse, after yeah, hearing the curse, next you would be, picked okay, how do we make this not part of the Caribbean then? <laughs> okay,
1: how about <laughs> instead can't. of sailing, let's let's throw sailing away and let's let's You're do like you sailing away with swashbuckle. A, okay, okay. Musketeers. Like an, no, yeah. no, well, we can do like an Italian like kind of city-state where there are like, you know, uh, swordsmen that kind of roam about and fight one another for status and fame, and there's like arenas and street duels by night and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If we're not doing Pirates of the Caribbean, which I also agree with Melvin, we should not. Okay, do. Pirates I insist of the it should still be a port city. Yeah, that it, makes I mean, most, that's fine You know, there you go. It you know, works. Well, so when you, can you can combine see
2: this to me, at least, <laughs> when you combine Curse and Sun, that, that's interesting. Because the curse could be that there is no sun, or the curse could be there's a lot of sun. Yeah, it could be too much sun. Mm-hmm. Well, what does
1: that look like? Too much sun? Like uh, oh, so the obvious like direction is like vampires, and that's not super interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, vampire swordsmen fighting for control of an Italian city state by night is actually kind of interesting, but not really a setting in the traditional way that we've done
2: it. I guess right,
0: right. Mm. What if the curse
1: doesn't have to do with the sun, but
0: how you react to the sun?
2: Well, that, that's the vampire Doesn't that rules. mean it kind of has that's to do the va- with the oh, sun? you're right, you're yeah. right. Okay, okay, yeah. okay.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Maybe... Maybe instead of... Yeah, like what Belvin said, instead, or rather, instead of the curse being something that affects these swashbucklers, the curse is something that these swashbucklers are fighting against instead. And the curse does deal with, like, the, uh... Manipulation of the sun, basically. Ooh, yeah, I like um, the
2: idea of all these swashbuckers being on a quest. Okay, so. I'm sorry, I keep
0: hearing swashbuckling and defaulting to sailing. If there were only sun uh, and it were never nighttime, it would be impossible to navigate the sea
1: because there are no stars. So there's a scheme being hatched uh, to basically shut down this sort of Venice XP. Um, Than their ability to navigate and trade by using the stars at night by making the sun at least in the area permanently of the, in the day the
2: sea around this city yeah yeah no or, what, no I, I think in this world there's been a curse done so that it's always sunny out like the sun is does not move in position mm-hmm. and and the quests the quest to go on that these swashbuck, swashbucklers are uh, you know, in caves doing Indiana Jones stuff to try to figure out on, on the high seas, you know, where quests are best made are trying to, to solve this. Okay.
1: I like that, but we have written a children's adventure novel and not so much <laughs> so be <laughs> <it>. setting. Uh, <laughs> every time Belvin's <laughs>
2: on the show. Well, it's not so much a children's... It's kind of got the serial vibe in my... You know, just like the inspiration for Star Wars and... Um, Indiana Jones for old cereals. Uh I guess Mm -hmm. that has filtered through my cultural consciousness. And so I like the idea of these swashbucklers being on adventure. So we've done a bunch of like world ocean settings and like uh
1: like archipelago settings. Like what if what if this instead is in the middle of like a giant like um inland sea that is like the center of this world basically? And what if there's
2: just a lot of city states? Like I hear um, swashbuckling, and I think city-states. And it's not just that navigation is impacted, mm-hmm. but crops. I mean, you have to eat. Yeah, and it, <laughs> would, make, it would make trade and meat
0: far more uh, prized and valuable because it's the one food that can really be consistently cultivated, with just grass.
1: So it, what I'm kind of envisioning then is that in the sort of dominant trade area of this city – or of this uh, inner sea region. There is a, a nation that is just through power of trade, basically mercantil... Uh, mercantil... Mercantilistic. They dominate through trade. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like the sea lord or like the ruling princes of that house have assembled basically a group of famous swashbucklers from around, or not even famous, but just accomplished swashbucklers from this sea region to stop this curse that will bring endless daylight to the world. About that
0: curse, so what if there's like a entity or like something out there uh, that's calling to people to explore, and it's called the Dark, and it's promising to return things to the natural order, and it's unclear kind of what it means by that or what this thing is, but it could be that the allure of the allure of like a population willing to like get rid of its sun wouldn't mm-hmm. be attractive to some sort of dark entity willing to manipulate them, if that okay, were the
2: well, case. Okay, well, yeah, if this has been going on, like, say this has been going on for 20 years, right? Enough time for society yeah, to shift around. Yeah, I'm picturing, less than half a century. Like, this is a new then phenomenon. Perhaps mm-hmm. there are, like, Knights cultists who are being whispered to by some, mm-hmm. some dark presence mm-hmm. that is taking and, advantage of the situation. Right, right. Just a thought, anyway. I think it'd add for a
0: cool dynamic apart from high adventure there could be a lot of intrigue surrounding uh this night cult and their movements within the cities at large and the moves that they're making
2: yeah and there are lots of merchants who are kind of buying into that faction That'd be mm-hmm. interesting. i mean they would have like infiltrated basically cities all
1: across this inner sea mm. um and basically playing the rulers against one another and like, oh, well, the the leader of that city is actually conspiring with his wizard, and that's why this happened. And all around, basically, like, sowing mistrust so people can't work together. So how how did it happen? Do we know? And
0: how are people trying to fix it? Yep, that's the big question. Because they're, they're exploring. That must mean that they think there's something out there.
2: What if right? there are artifacts of the sun god, like, and whatever... Like, whatever came before this uh, Mediterranean-type society, there, there was a sun god. And mm. you know, there, there's things like arcs and goblets and tablets and okay, and all that okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. And the supposition uh. of, of these swashbucklers is that by assembling these things, they can get the sun to start moving again. What if... Okay, hang mm. on.
0: I like the sun god idea, but what if his artifacts are less ancient like tablets and stuff and more like things a swashbuckler would have because that's like he could also be kind of an adventurer he could have like a flintlock like we could assume like it, this is an area of fantasy that's kind of been like this
1: for a long time so he's like a like a like a polyglot deity like of exploration and the sun and swashbuckling well, he, pot- I guess. he steers
2: uh, a golden ship through the sky Okay, well, you know, that's interesting because, I mean, the idea that this setting has been like this setting for a lot longer than normal technology would. Yeah, you
0: can mythologize things like guns, you know? Yeah, yeah. You can be like, oh, this is like God's mythical pistol that supposedly had like a thousand barrels. We're going to go searching for it. You know, like crazy
1: shit like that that God would have. Yeah. So the night cultists assembled these tools and used them to lock the sun permanently in the sky and have since scattered them to the winds to prevent anybody from using it against them See, well i don't know
0: a... i don't know if the night cultists because if they had the power to do exert that much control over the sun wouldn't they just make it night all the time anyway i don't think they have anything to do with the original onset of the curse
2: yeah well you know we, we've gone to this well a few times so we could shy away from this but if there's a sun god there's a night god right a moon yeah god. hell yeah Moon and god. Holistic rocks. mythology. <laughs> He's yeah. Cool. Moon god. Yeah. So the question is why? Because it's interesting. It's not like the moon god killed sun god, theoretically, because the sun is always there. Like, the moon doesn't come out. So, the- what if the moon is like a neutral
0: entity and there is a night god? So there's a tripartite sort of um, faction
1: because system. Because the moon the is. Gods. Is an aspect of the sun, right. too.
0: It, it, she's often portrayed as kind of a wife to the sun right. or like uh, a sort of ally with the sun. And if the sun doesn't shine,
2: neither does the moon, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? What it if would, the sun won? What if this is what the sun god wants? <laughs>
0: oh, that would kind of be funny. So we actually be shining. Well, he d- he wants. He's put an end to his adventure. He's retired. That's actually what it is. <laughs> he doesn't want to steer the ship no, across yeah, the sky every day anymore. Yeah, and they don't. So know I'm just, that that's what's happening because they don't have like a way to conceptualize it like that. But yeah, <laughs> he's just pulled into port, and he's going to
1: enjoy his uh, time at rest.
2: <laughs>
1: so. Then the hunt basically is on – like they, I would imagine that this, this society, which is basically a secret society of swashbucklers, did not set out knowing necessarily what they were going to do, but knew that there were ruins related to the worship of the sun god and like in antiquity that they could explore and well, there are experts around the inner sea they can consult and things like that. That's why his
0: artifacts are everywhere because he doesn't need them anymore. Uh, and so once this happens, people kind of explored the known world. And then they found something. They're like, "This belongs to the sun god, and it should be on his person, but it's not." Ooh, so what the idea. hell?
2: So yeah, go ahead. What mm. if in this setting, you you can become a mythic being, in the same way mm. that say um, Hercules is in the stars now. Like, but by I mean, He's a demigod. But assuming that demigods don't exist and you're just a person who's really prominent in this setting you kind of ascend to a point of mythicality so maybe there's hmm. a merchant who is so successful and so resplendent that he's just k- kept on living all this time and he has his own place up in the mountains and like, so these mythic beings so, are all around this world are, if the sun god is a swashbuckler it makes sense if he started as just like the most swashbuckling swashbuckler and swashbuckler and he just
1: so basically a setting where through your labors you can become deified. Yes. Or something yeah, yeah, like that. Makes I like the idea of like the god of fishermen is just some random podunk peasant that hold up like a 20 foot like well it's just like sturgeon out of the sea. Yeah. You know, was like, cool, too. It's a big fish. Because that
0: explains why the sun god retired. He's like, I've been doing this for way longer than the guy before me. And he's like, I've been doing this for too long. It, it's time for someone else to do it. Uh and he
2: thinks someone will naturally, like, replace him. Ooh, and at the end of the story, if, if we're thinking of this as maybe a story, um, the one of the swashbucklers who's in this guild of searchers takes his place.
0: Well, yeah, that'd be, like, you have to get the sun god's hat and, like, uh, his brace of pistols, and you get to pilot the ship in the sky and take the wheel
2: and set sail. Right, but it's your exploits too. Like you along the way you're being the most swashbuckling swashbuckler that ever swashbuckled. Right. And so that's why his artifacts are scattered everywhere.
0: Now what about this night god? Uh it would make sense if we envision the sun as kind of sailing a sea of sky, the night god would be the god constantly being thwarted by him and throwing dangers at him that humanity yeah. can't even see up there.
1: Because the night god's on the retreat most of the time, right? right? right. Because, like, the moon is a thing, and the stars are a thing, so even in his time, he's still weakened. Mm. What if the moon is, like, uh, the sun god's first mate?
0: (laughs) Instead of a wife relationship, it's like a ship relationship
1: where he's, like, a sidekick, and he's, like, scouting ahead. I could see that, and I I kind of see the moon as representing, like, safe moorage, basically, in this world.
2: Um... Oh, real quick, so I get this out there. What I was thinking with the, the all these mythic beings that are still running around in this world, um, I, I think the sun god will have left all of his artifacts with them. Mm-hmm. So the swashbucklers have to either get yeah, through them sense. or, like, win their uh, favor or whatever to, to get access to them. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, he probably gave them to them because he thought these guys would be his best bet in
1: becoming the next sun god because a lot of them are, like, already halfway there, you know? And it's more interesting, too, because you're not just scouring ancient ruins all the time, although that happens, but like you also have to just impress, like, the god of jurisprudence or something, like, by, like, passing a verdict in a trial or stuff like that. Like, there's all sorts of minor podunk gods you have to go out and impress to earn the yeah, right to yeah. be a god. And yeah. do you
0: really think the god of intrigue is going to just give you <laughs> the shit that you want? No, he's going to make you do all this <laughs> It's going to make ship,
2: you do a heist he, movie. And then he's going to keep it for himself because he was plotting to betray you the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would never give be it like to a, you. a god of wine who have just had the, the best vineyard in the land. Yeah, he has his belt
1: buckle or some shit. He's <laughs> bring me the finest vintage from across the sea. Or are like, ah, we're really hoping to wrap this up within like a week.
0: That's like three months. So yeah, they're traveling to all these islands and shit uh, and they have to combat... Uh, so let's... If y'all want to talk about minor gods,
1: it's cool, too, actually. But we could talk about the night god more, I think, it kind of... I think we've fleshed out the idea of the minor. Like, you can pretty much roll that any direction you want mm. by thinking about it, mm-hmm. like, of any subject area, that there would be a deity. Mm-hmm, the demigods.
2: Yeah, so... Yeah, night god, it's interesting. For some reason, my brain is heading towards, like, a merchant... Like that some- Yeah, you, you mentioned Merchant earlier, and I was like, oh, do you
0: have... Because I think where you're pulling is he's thematically kind of the opposite of a swashbuckler. He right. loves stability. Mm. Uh, His affairs are disrupted by the swashbuckler constantly.
2: Yeah, but he likes nighttime because it's kind of a cloak, mm. a shadow for all these dealings. So it's not really in his interests to let... Like, He actually does
1: want someone to replace the sun god, though, because right now there's no night. He'd like that to go back. Well, I mean... He- he liked it to go back, but he also realizes there's a power vacuum,
0: and he realizes if the ship of the sun sits there long enough, it's going to fall into disrepair, and it's not going to be usable. You know? It's going to rot away in port. So he's trying to stall people.
2: I don't know if this, so ma- he's playing this like- golden magic ship would rot, but in my conception of his motivations, he is greedy, and he wants what the sun has right now, which is to always be in the same state. He, he wants permanent night now. Uh-huh. He doesn't want yeah, balance Yeah, because there's a,
0: there's a vacuum mm. and he's like, I can cease power in this vacuum. Yeah, uh, while well, all these people are crying out for nighttime. And so he's making his moves now. And I think it is cool to portray him as kind of like a – he represents both the terror of night, the terror of the sea if we envision the sun as like a sailor. And also, like, the terror of, like, intrigue and plotting and shit like that
1: that you would find in a city-state. Mm-hmm. The shadowy webs. Mm. So his secret society, basically, or his, like, His fraternal order. Spies, yeah, yeah. Yeah. ...are working to hamstring the efforts of these swashbucklers in the interest of... I mean, almost... It's almost like they want them to get the artifacts and then take them from it the swashbucklers. It would be nice if they had all the artifacts
0: on one person then they could just gank that one person wouldn't it which is why they would definitely
1: be planning to do that right i would think the way that it would look is they would be sort of in the background like machinating things like that it will they will come into contact with these artifacts but also playing with the knowledge that if the opportunity arises they'll either swipe it or they'll plan to swipe it down the line from them because they want them to do the heavy lifting, but they want to take the stuff. Right. A lot of the times, the person
0: you're contracted to, uh, there's such like a web of secrecy around all like written paper dealings. You know, you often don't know who you're contracted for, and that's like a standard mm-hmm. in swashbuckling or whatever in this setting. And they're like using that to their advantage.
1: Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm trying to think what what. So we've got now, like, the world itself. We've got the people the story is following. We've got the conflict. We've got the protagonists and the antagonists. And we've got a sort of religious cosmology. Yeah, that's pretty fast for us for, like, 24
0: minutes. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Uh, We should drill down on specific areas,
2: I think, of the world to explore or start out in, theoretically. Okay, um, so there's this boot-shaped landmass called Biddley. (laughs) Cut. Um, Used to be part of an empire called Boam.
1: You know, we can't use the Italian trademark anymore. <laughs> the Italian trademark. We've lost that suit like four times. Italy. You did Piddly. It didn't work. Yeah. Uh, we lost to Little Caesar's Pizza.
2: In
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can't use any Italian
2: imagery. Well, I guess a good question would be is there any twist we want to put on the Mediterranean setting? Like, are we just saying, okay, so, sketch it in, think kind of like Mediterranean vibe?
0: What if it's more like three, three Musketeers I mean, it doesn't have to be Italy. It could be more like medieval France, but I think. Like an early modern kind of. When you say swashbuckling, that does evoke kind of an image, and you want to keep
1: that Renaissance or like early period imagery. You know? I mean, to, to an extent, we have to rely on XPs a little bit here of like France and Italy, but we could also do something like what if. Um, this inner sea recently, one of the older cities got conquered by people that traveled across like a vast desert or something um, that are more like they're like uh, like Hittites or something like that they came like um, on chariots oh, and they don't really yet. have any knowledge of the sea, but they've conquered this place. And they have different weapons than and the people that and live they're here, they're just being introduced to like gunpowder
0: and stuff because that's what's endemic, like in this region. As Ooh, far as and weapons what go, what
2: if one of them but, becomes god of war without really knowing how about this whole oh, be cool. process? Because this that'd is be cool. somehow yeah. specific to this this area.
1: So there's there's an old ancient city that has been conquered by these people from like the far south or whatever who. In his process of conquest, their leader has become the god of war. Right, and
0: now it's like a Timur the Lame situation where they're adapting new weaponry that, like, we think they shouldn't be able to use and using it against the swashbuckler kingdoms. Well, That'd be he really could cool.
2: Be, this guy could have the sword of the sun god oh shit that would be cool too like maybe the sun god challenged him to a duel out of, just for fun and then he lost it's like oh shit well i
0: think yeah i think the sun god wouldn't like yeah he challenged him to a duel but i think it's funny if his motivation is a human one since we've established that gods were once human yeah you know? i think of him as demigods essentially mm. yeah
1: yeah so yeah. he
0: would want to put his boots up after a while you mm-hmm. know
1: well, I like the idea that like, this, this demigod is he's basically like a third player in all this, right? Like He'd like to ex- increase his people's influence in the region. And the conflict about the sun and night is more or less not super interesting to him. Because he just came across the desert. It's already hot. Mm. Who cares? They know how to live like this. What if there's like this
0: tiny island uh, naval state that's uh, not very navally powerful, but it's the island's shaped like the moon and that's always been of significance to their people because the moon is the sun's... What uh, phase of moon? Like a circle uh, like, a cres- like a, a very cres- identifiable crescent moon. Okay. Like a, mo- mm-hmm. like a moon-shaped, you know... And a a waxing gibbous... Yeah, okay, yeah. You know. All right, crescent, and, crescent. Uh, because of this, they have a tradition of... They're like mercenaries, but they're only for scouting, but they'll do it for anyone. Because they think it's their duty, like, religiously. Because they're devotees of this god... And so they have these, like, white-bowed, white-sailed scout ships that's like it's like a war crime to fire upon them because they're servants of God, technically. Wait, what if
2: they were the ones who said lighthouses all across the sea, but lo- lighthouses are currently defunct, mm. like, there's no reason for them. Yeah. So they're, 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 this, these people have a bit of an identity crisis on their hands. They still do
0: the scouting, mm. but yeah, a lot of their other duties, like, in assisting ships are now defunct. That'd be cool, actually. And I like, I really like the idea of, like, there's a class of troop or, like, a class of ship on the sea that's a scout ship that you theoretically can't fire upon, even if it's scouting you because it's dishonorable to <laughs> the gods or whatever. Yes. law. It's running an enemy
1: flag, but it's still a ship of, like... <laughs> You know What if it, there's like an economic incentive too? Like what if these people are the best like cartographers basically in the known world? Like Yeah, yeah. It would make sense if the moon kind of had a cartography role. If the knight
0: is a sea, he's mapping out the course for the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh that's kind of neat. Okay. I like this place. I'm trying to think if there's like one more like and it'll be called, just sort of thing we could flesh be called, out. Uh Genoa. <laughs> Wait, no. It'll be called It'll be called Cyprus. It'll uh, be called no Olivia uh, It'll be called uh Palisadia. That'll be what it's called. Palisadia. And then Belvin, what was your Southland called with the warlord?
2: That was uh Daniel's pool. Daniel's pool. Um I hate thinking of names on the fly. Um Jarta. it be
1: like Jarta? Jarta. Jarta. Jarna. it'd be yeah, cool sure. if every name ended with an a kind of to cultivate that swashbuckly vibe well these these
2: would be like pretty explicit foreigners i would think but either way um yeah i'm also imagining like a bit of a greek flavor just because we're dealing with like demigods yeah here. you
0: definitely yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. something we should consider so too. i guess
2: when i'm thinking of the architecture i'm thinking of like a little bit a little athenian flair mm-hmm. some calmades Certainly, the ancient sun temples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there there was probably a sun god before the this oh, sun totally. buckler, mm-hmm.
0: but a more nine to five sort of guy. Uh, it might be funny if there was like a period thousands of years ago multiple sun gods ago where one sun god did this exact same thing and we barely have a recollection of it but he he, like went on strike he
2: was like this is bullshit all the sun gods are just assholes it's hot well it's
0: hot on the ship i mean it's It's an unpleasant yeah yeah Yeah.
2: it's something that appeals to them because all the sun gods come from a place of ego and they're like yes i'm the star yeah but like
0: when you think about it, yeah, you don't get to sleep. It's constant adventure. It's constant
2: sailing, and you're on the edge of your seat all the time. Mm-hmm. It'd be exhausting. Yeah, I like to think that um, the, the, if we're thinking of this in like semi-story terms, in terms of like there's a conflict that will be resolved when the, the sun starts setting again, um, I, I like to think one of the last things that happens is the, this troop of adventurers, of swashbucklers, are sent up into the sunland, Onto the ship. Well, what if uh, when you? Oh, go on, go on. I'm sorry. No, I mean I don't know the the mechanisms. What Just if like-
0: if you're a great sailor and you die, you join the sun's crew? Oh, pirates of the Caribbean. No, I like that. Uh, yeah, because it's a huge ship. I mean, it's the size of the sun. So obviously, you need a lot of hands on deck
1: for that to work. Maybe and maybe it could be something like because for obvious reasons like it, it, it's not like you just said a particularly pleasant job but maybe if you crew on the sunship for like a certain number of years you get reincarnated faster oh that'd be cool
2: that'd be cool and also if we're talking about like adventure if this if the sunship is not just going around endless night and endless day and just doing something that's kind of rote like what if what if once you get to that point you're like having to fight off astral beings and stuff it just like gets kind of crazy uh, and yeah, cosmic yeah like, like a
0: cosmic the struggle the night is like throwing cosmic horrors at the sun Mm. That we can't see because the sun, with like cannonades and
1: shit, is like fighting it
2: off. There are all, all sorts of heavenly pleasures on the the sun ship. Okay, crew. we <laughs> <pleasure> <laughs> it. Okay,
1: So I I like that and I I am into <laughs> it. But it. we really don't have time to flesh it okay, out. When I right say pleasure, <laughs> heavenly pleasures. You don't have pleasures? to be perverts. <laughs> no, never, I'm not. That's not what I'm talking. about. I'm talking about the go- whole concept of like it out in space fighting giant spooky space monsters it's and stuff like cool. that. I like it's, that.
2: It's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but we don't so let's, have time let's, to go Let's into that.
0: discuss a few more places here in this this earth that we have. We could. Uh, We're Dan? also
2: hitting the 30-minute mark that we could be clean about. Yeah, we
0: could we go a bit longer. I think this is a good
2: setting. And we could it get is a like fun one. Because I like settings that just have all this possibility, right? Because once you say, yeah. like there's this web of city-states, then all of these city-states can just be interesting in their own right.
0: yeah. It's really, once you say swashbuckling, you'd have to be an idiot to not make a good setting out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd have to be well, really dumb
1: to pur- not make We a could do something words. like, um, Yeah, it was really good. Uh, it's not like a culturally-flavored city, but there's one place where, like, an ideology of one god has arisen. And it's probably, like, whoever the god of preaching is, because mm. he was just such a good prophet is now, like, everybody. he can convince everybody that he's the
2: one true god. Oh, his, name is, his name is Promptus. And he's okay. He's using the, the sun <laughs> as, you know, the, the central point of his preaching. actually getting a little more influence now because mm-hmm. he, maybe he'll, like, lie and convince people that he prophesies this to happen or be explaining the significance as, like, this is the sun showing deference to him or doing his will or something.
0: Yeah, because he's trying to become the sun god
1: by getting voted in (laughs) (laughs) like the lame way through democracy (laughs) his his followers show up like in your tavern and you're like oh it's those guys don't don't make eye contact with those guys (laughs) they hand you these literature pamphlets at least they're not moonies
2: (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm. we can think through briefly the implications of the sun not setting for 20 years yeah, I mean, uh, Crime the crops would, would be different. Like, you couldn't have as many thieves and rogues in the night. Well, I think there would be thievery, but it would be a much
0: more daring enterprise and much more show showboating. Right, it'd be a little more
2: violent, maybe, because they have to get you a knife point.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, that's true. But you know, in exchange for whimsicality, you do have to you know get some violence in there. <laughs>
2: uh, you think of like more of a swashbuckling kind of robbery.
0: Yeah, I, well, because <laughs> there's no nighttime crime, so it all has to be daring daylight. You know, so I just have the reindeer pointed. like, I'll be taking that. I'll be kidnapping the princess. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> princess kidnappings in, in
2: broad daylight surge. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um the wealthy can block out the sun to sleep other people oh, have that more would trouble. be cool
0: uh you build mm. like a
2: giant well, i mean i'm just talking about like blackout curtains and shit nothing that's too crazy oh, you, well you can have okay, like listen. palatial like complexes basically that are
1: designed to be totally blacked out from the oh, sun. oh yeah they
2: just build their own night like the richest merchants would, would build these areas that is f- like functionally like nighttime they have like little lights to simulate the stars and the moon uh,
0: because the sun doesn't mm-hmm. move uh shadows don't change, which means that areas of real estate that have shade are super valuable.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because
0: shade is now permanent. Shade is <laughs>
1: permanent. Yeah, that's happening. <laughs> the <Yeah>. grass
0: I... <laughs> under shaded areas just dies over time. Oh, damn. There's, yeah. like,
1: people living in hovels that were, like, uh, previously worthless, but now they're in the shade, so the real estate yeah. value has gone up, <laughs> like, 100 created, times. It's created new merchant families overnight <laughs> just selling shaded areas
0: of
2: town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're, uh... I I think that that thing we mentioned with like this giant dome to simulate nighttime, maybe one of the city states is the richest one by far. It has like the the most merchants there and some merchants there built that. It'd be cool if there was Mm. actually an entire city under the shade of a
0: mountain. Uh, and it's become like a fabulously wealthy uh, vacation destination.
1: It's a resort town. Yeah, yeah. Instead of going to like a hot spring, you sit in like an ice bath. <laughs> like. uh, yeah, I think that'd be really fun. Uh, this is a great setting. I'm glad
0: we built this one together, guys. Yes. This yeah, really I enjoyed nice. it too. Well,
1: folks, that's the show. Lorelad, any parting thoughts? Any things you want to add? If we were ever to revisit this, I'm interested in the idea of the sort of cosmic struggle. Um, but this is also one of the settings we've done that I feel like could pretty easily be made into like an adventure path of some kind. in oh, yeah. Your RPG of choice. But if you I like it, This is a bit more narrowed in scope, but yeah. I like the the way that we tied in gods to it. Like the ascension to godhood is interesting. Mm-hmm. If y'all like this episode, you can
0: subscribe to us in your podcasting service of choice to get new episodes every Wednesday. If you're feeling saucy, go ahead and write us a five star review and share us with your world building friends. It really helps us out. Our artist, courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tor, a lovely woman, at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. And you can tweet at us too at lorelads or send us spirited hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world building.